FMX Network production. You cast me What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X-Pod Show, and we're about to discuss this week's Pulp MX Show. But first, let me thank our sponsors. You know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show, and now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then follow at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram and check out bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. Also, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, JGR Suzuki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. You can also visit Motosport.com. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motosport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride. Your best ride, only at motorsport.com. And don't forget to go to pulpmxshow.com for sponsor links and discount codes. If you want to be on the Pulpmx wrap-up show or contribute a question or topic for Hello Pookie, send it to darkside at pulpmx.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. All right, first up, brought to us by Guts Racing from a Cherby's, Brian Fullerton. What's up, Fully? Not much. How are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Glad to have you on here. Uh, I think this is going to be fun because we've got a hell of an episode to talk about. Uh, but let's get to our other guest real quick. Brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, Mr. Connor Olson from Ace Alpine Stars. What up, Connor? What's going on, Darkside? How are you? Doing good, doing good. One more guest tonight. It's a it's a four way tonight. We're going all in. Uh, brought to you by we're going to by Fly Racing. They're not technically a sponsor of the wrap up show, but they are a sponsor of Pulpamex and they are a sponsor of the Moto X Pod show. And they have their new 2021 gear coming out uh, in two days, I believe, uh, the 31st. So from Fly Racing, from WPS, Justin Jennings. What's up, dude? What's going on, Dark Side? Yes, yeah, sir. A couple more days and we're coming in hot. Yeah, I I, uh, I recorded a pod with JT about the gear a couple nights ago, so I'm looking forward to releasing that, but we're not really supposed to talk about that. What we are going to talk about is a classic wrap-up show of episode number 262, from July 19th, 2016, which, if you guys notice, it's right around the same time of year that we're doing this show. So all the new bikes are coming out, the new gear's coming out. Chris Kiefer in studio, on the phone, Kenny Roxon, Dean Wilson, David Pingree, Tony Alessi for the first time back since Lasergate, and Andrew Short. 
So I'm going to go to you first, Justin. Just uh, what do you think of this wrap-up, this classic show, man? I thought it was awesome. Man, honestly, it's kind of funny. Like, you look back and you hear what they're saying, and it's crazy to think what was four years ago is what, you know, today. So there's a lot of interesting points, you know, like I put in my notes for you is, you know, Pingree and Mathis' relationship, um, you know, Tony Alessi, you know, Ken Roxon being on Suzuki's, you know, like Connor said earlier, it's, it's funny how what we know now yeah. and looking back and listening, it's, it's pretty funny. Like, who would have thought, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and fully, I went back to this episode. Um, honestly, I don't even remember what made me go back to it, but I was listening to it, uh, and I wasn't very far into it when I texted Mathis. I was like, dude, I'm doing a classic wrap-up on this show. There's so many things on this show from 2016 that relate to today, like things that are kind of become – iconic in the show whether it be ridge lines or the the whatever you know but what'd you think of 262 fully it was pretty good i uh, did listen to it often on the past couple of days and uh yeah uh with co-host dick Kiefer, pretty good <laughs> why dick but, Kiefer, uh, man why, why what's my boy no no that's what mathos was calling him was dick Kiefer. oh okay i thought you were saying he was being a dick yes yes he did that went right over my head <laughs> Uh, Connor, yeah, you, on the show, he yeah, was no, it was, just, it was just funny because yeah. it was yeah, it was four years ago to about to this date. Yep, you know, and a lot of stuff changed. A lot of people have retired. A lot of people have gone away. A lot of people have moved on, and yeah, it was, it was a good episode. Connor, what do you think, man? Because like I said, a lot of a lot of things that like uh, fully just said, some people that went away, but a lot of stuff that was relevant to what we listen to now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the things I noticed was like just the difference in like the sound quality makes a huge difference when it didn't seem like it was all terrible or anything at the time. But like now with <laughs> yeah. all of these new equipment and everything, it just sounds so much better. But yeah, it's funny. Like we've all kind of just said just a lot of the the same content that's coming out right now four years later mm-hmm. uh, in a total total different like atmosphere and and everything that's going on now and and it's a lot of the same conversations it's funny yeah and i was i was stoked that after i told steve i was doing this he played it monday night so hopefully a lot of the listeners got a chance to check it out um all right let's start with this connor right off the bat um chris kiefer right this is so long ago that chris kiefer was still at dirt rider some of us you know some of the newer listeners may not even realize that um but again this same time of year so he's getting ready to test some bikes and excited about new gear but the other thing that was going on, uh, Connor, was Marks was in the process of producing the new app, uh, which a lot of us, have, some people have come to get, you know, probably just use every week, right, to listen to episodes. But pretty cool little flashback. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting just listening to the different stuff, like even just with that stuff with with Chris at, at Dirt Rider and talking about all the things that he has going on over there, and now we know. Four years later, he's doing his own deal and super successful with all of this and and uh, the stuff with Marks even now with what do they even call him now? It's not the producer, he's the director or whatever yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, with the whole app and and all of the same uh, the same conversations that they're talking about with like yeah, well we're waiting on the app and now it sounds like we're waiting on an update or whatever. An updated like app, yeah. <laughs> the same conversations that we get till four years after. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, that's what I was said. Just listening back, I was like, man, it's so relative or relevant, you know, almost to what's going on now um, fully. So Millville, at the time of this episode, Millville was the the race that had just ended. Uh, a lot going on yeah. there. Before I get into that, I do want to mention the sponsor that brought you in, Guts Racing. Talked to Andy Gregg last week. 
He's going to do a special thing for uh, our Pulp MX wrap-up show listeners. So if you're listening right now, you can email me at darkside at pulpmx.com. Let me know after you listen to this episode, you know, just what your favorite part of this particular episode was, and we'll pick a winner to get 40% off a Guts Racing seat cover. So thanks to Andy Gregg for that. But again, fully, Millville, right? The highlight or the topic of Millville was Kenny Roxon, who we know went on to win the championship in 2016, but just... Everybody, even Dean Wilson later on, was amazed at what Kenny was doing at Millville. Uh, did you did you happen to go back and watch the race? No, I did not. I did not go watch it, but I just looked up the results and stuff. And it's yeah, I mean, Canard was racing back then. Stewie raced the first heat. Yep. I mean, that was that was great. I I don't know. I need to go back and watch all those old motos of Stewie. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get to Stu in just a minute because, yeah, that was definitely another yeah. topic that came up. Um, well, I did go back and watch it, and I'm going to ask Justin and Connor in a second if they did, but uh, the, this them talking about it, him being 1.9 seconds faster in practice, and uh, Matt is saying some of the other riders were joking about him, you know, almost blowing him off the bike when he was passing him. Uh, but the, Chris made a comment that fully that I kind of stuck out in my mind was him saying how amazing we – we say that no one could go faster, you know, at certain times of our every year, right? No one could go faster. And now it's Eli doing that. And Kenny's kind of yeah. you know, off the pace a little bit because of things that have happened or, you know, medical issues or whatever. But it, it is yeah. funny, right, that we always say that. No one, like right now, no one can go faster than oh, Eli yeah. outdoors. No one. Yeah. Yep. Someone so is always the fastest. Yeah. Nobody can ever beat him. They were talking about. Somebody, a caller was asking about who's the fastest through like the the, the, the whoops. Yep. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, Carmichael and, and Bubba. <laughs> and uh, yeah, back then, you know, they didn't say anything about Tom They didn't say anything about Rocks. Nope. You know. But, yeah, good yeah, stuff. Those, those were the good old days. Uh, Justin, say, did you did you happen to go back and watch it or any highlights? No, but I remember that race because I still have that vision in my mind when Kenny jumped down that hill <laughs> yeah. and passed like four dudes on the outside like i remember where i was at watching that and all of us in the room were like holy like we rewinded it like five times like it was <laughs> stupid gnarly how he did that like it, it was like a slingshot man it, yeah it, it was incredible like the dudes got speed and you know this was all before his accident it's like a lot of people forget they you know et3 this et3 that but when kenny is on dude he's he's pretty unreal Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And th this was, you know, uh, I like the fact that uh, Connor, they're telling him how fast he was and how great he was. And we're going to get to Kenny in a minute when he came on. But Kenny, in his interview, said, like, oh, I felt like I was better at other races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny to hear him say that. And, like, and even when they were talking about that after when he got off the phone, they're like, dude, we just watched you pass, like, like Justin was saying, he, how that one spot stuck out when he jumped down that hill. Mm -hmm. I just remember, like, the first five or six turns of that opening lap when he passed, I don't even know, 15 people in the first couple turns. It looked like he was, like, riding in the, the beat practice with us out there <laughs> right, right, qualifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I enjoyed the Millville talk, and, and going back and listening to this did make me go back and watch them. They were hard to find for me on YouTube, but I, I, I found a couple places to watch them and uh, really was glad that I did that. Um, and also, that you know, uh, Justin, this was the return of Stu. Uh, came back with a 10 DNF, you know, we heard Steve and Kiefer talking about the blisters and, uh, yeah, Kiefer had some advice. what do you think of his, Kiefer's advice? 
too. Like, I know people that work with Contact Cleaner and SC1 and all that, and they keep their garages closed. And I'm like, when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, you were like, come on, dude, you can't be spraying Contact Cleaner on open blisters. <laughs> yes. And he's like, it might cause cancer, but not 100% sure. Like, <laughs> That just tells you right there, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, absolutely. And we got we got Raining Yellow, of course. Uh, shout out. I don't know if, how you guys feel about Raining Yellow, but he and I have kind of become buddies. And, uh, you know, yeah. obviously he, he was stoked on the 10th because, <laughs> hell, Stu is back, man. I mean, and, uh, you know, Kiefer just, just wanted Stu to, to finish a couple motos um, fully. Also, uh, you know, I guess, well, I was going to say, Kiefer was a little hard on Stu, though, I thought. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's kind of mean. I mean, Stu, at that time, everyone, you know, if, if people had no idea what Stewie was doing, and he comes back, races, everyone's freaking out, he gets blisters and whatever, didn't race the second moto, and that's when Dick Kiefer came in on the show. And, yeah. And uh, carb cleaner on the blisters, which is complete BS. That's like killing your freaking nerves. But <laughs> Yeah, it would be good for you. I, I, I would not recommend it. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely but still not. entertaining, but, yeah, entertaining, uh, you know, and this is still yeah. fairly early. I don't know how long Kiefer had been coming on at this point. Kiefer After Dark was relatively new. They were talking about, you know, later in the show how they weren't getting any Kiefer After Dark questions, you know, and that was a new thing. Um, but uh, another thing, Connor, that came up, and this was early mentions. This show was early mentions of a number of things, but one of them was the uh, Steve's, you know, the Husky is just a KTM uh, and I want to throw some audio in real quick right here. Yeah, you know, because KTM and Husky just do not like that. I know they don't. I don't care. Don't build the same fucking bike if you don't like it. Right. It's the same bike. I know. Trust Minus, me. When I write about it in the in yeah. in tests, they hate it. Yeah, I've heard they didn't like some of my comments early in the year when I was saying that. But I don't care. It is what it is. Anderson's on Dungey's bike, mm -hmm. and it's working great for him. Now, if you want to change the cases and swing arms. I'll start giving you benefit of the doubt, but when you continue to roll out the same bike with different linkage ratios and a different airbox subframe, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm not going to do it. Right. You can't piss on me and tell me it's raining, Kiefer. I'm on board with you there. Okay, all right. All right, Connor. So we obviously all know Steve's thoughts on that. It's something that he harped on. He's kind of let it go recently, but now we have probably gas gas coming, so it may start all up again. But again, those are the yeah. early stages of something that became – a common rant on Pulp MX. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to, like, to go back and and hear that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, the early stages of something that now is a number of years down the line. And even still, like, I mean, I was riding this, this weekend and someone said something and you, like, bring up something about it and everyone's like, well, they're just the same bike. And so it's funny how it just kind of transcends from a podcast into, like, the entire moto industry, too. Yeah, absolutely. And Justin, this like on that same topic, it's kind of interesting if you go back through all of the pulp history. I mean, he does shows, I don't know how many shows total with all those Steve Mathis pods and the Moto 60 pods, but if you were able to go back through all the content and talk about how many things have changed and how many things he said have come true or how many things he's exaggerated, I mean, there's just a massive amount of history uh, with pulp, and it's I think going back to these classic shows – really it's it's fun but it, it, it's also kind of interesting i think so yeah it's one of those things where you know tony kind of mentioned that you know pulp does a really good job of having their pulse on the industry and kind of getting the ins and outs and getting the information and um kind of you know figuring it all out like they kind of made hints about kenny going to honda it's like steve does his best to get 
information and get it out to his listeners. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people like Pulp is because you go to Vital or you go to the track, you're like, I heard this, and, well, where'd you hear it? Oh, Pulp MX. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, he's like the, you know, he doesn't like being compared, but he is like the TMZ kind of our industry because he's always just putting information out. Every weekend there's something new or something uh, off the wall with that with his shows, so it's kind of cool and neat. Yeah, absolutely. So um, next up I got another flashback to a past sponsor and a past segment was the the gear alloy, uh, gear alloy cold call fully uh yeah. with which included yeah. the song uh with you know Kiefer singing i'm not going to do this uh hello this is jagger and all that good stuff but um you know a fun old segment that used to happen but we they cold called andrew short who yep. uh you know says no more racing um so that what'd you think of the year. what'd you think of the old gear alloy yeah. cold call with shorty fully I thought those were good. I wish Tim Green was back. I mean, a lot of times I just don't think those guys pick up, you know, yeah. unless he schedules it ahead of time. But, yeah, I mean, that was cool. That was that was Short's last year racing professional motocross, supercross, or whatever. And, yeah, he picked up. And, yeah, that was awesome. It's good. Yeah, like he, and Shorty, bring it back. Shorty it is a good segment. I liked it. Uh, I liked <laughs> it when people didn't pick up because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but, but, uh, Connor, this is yeah, one of the things yeah. you had in your notes. So, uh, what'd you, what'd you think of the shorty cold call? Yeah, it was cool. Um, obviously I'm, I grew up in well, not obviously for anyone listening, but I grew up in Colorado. So shorty's kind of like a legend, um, just growing up around, around those parts and stuff too. So, and he's just a super good guy, but the, the funny part that I thought with all of that, like knowing what we know now four years later that he's a Dakar legend and yeah. and this year riding up the hill with no tire because he had to give his wheel to someone else and like the hearing the things he was saying then like oh, I don't know maybe I'll do some GNCC or doing some off-road stuff like while he's at the tail end of his professional motocross career like in the middle of a season just got done racing Millville and he's talking about oh maybe I'll go do some off-road stuff like it was just kind of funny like the foreshadowing that yep Maybe he knew, but maybe he didn't. And four years later, he's racing the car for factory Yamaha. Like, yeah. it's kind of funny to see it all. I, I agree. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Ken Roxon. Ken Roxon comes on while Andrew Stort, Short's still on the phone. Uh, so I've got a quick little piece of audio I want to stick in here. That's what she said. We were just uh, we just yeah. cold call Shorty to uh, he had a good he had a good Millville Kenny and we uh, we thought we'd get him on and talk about he his did. Millville. He did. He's crushing it. I he call w- him Grandpa because he, he kind of he I tell him he rides like a grandpa. <laughs> he does the elevators. He goes higher than anybody else up. <laughs> it's true. Oh uh, yeah, right on, Justin. So that that was good. Good humor from Kenny. That, I mean, that's the Kenny that I think we still know. Like Ken can be fun, but you made a comment. Um, Justin, in your notes, that you felt like maybe he was a little more chipper than what we hear now, which, considering what he's been through, you may be right. Yeah, it just seemed like when he was on the phone, like he just had that really happy, you know, voice. Like he just seemed like he was really enjoying, you know, where he's at in life and everything. And I'm not saying he's not now, but, yeah. you know, now I think it's turning in more. I think right there on Suzuki, it was still him having fun, and it wasn't so much a job to where now it's more it's a it's a job there's a lot of pressure he's he's on a corporate team now yeah after winning. wasn't really his corporate sure I don't, I don't believe they were um so i think that's there's a lot of pressure now on him and in 16 he, he had pressure but it's probably more pressure from himself than the actual team so he was probably having a lot more fun i think just outside looking in but i could be wrong 
Dude, I, yeah, I would have to assume there was a lot more pressure with Factory Honda than JGR. I mean, look, Kenny Watson and all those guys, they wanted to win. But, yeah, I think a lot more uh, laid back, I guess, is the, the what comes to mind. Team, although serious, but still a lot more free and laid back within the within the, the group of guys probably. So, yeah, you're probably right. Um, Connor, well, Kenny. It's all about home life, though, right? It's home life. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor, so something. First of all, just what do you think of Kenny? Because Kenny, I think, is a, gr- a fun interview. Uh, again, because he is sort of chipper. He made some jokes, busted on Shorty a little bit, uh, made another little funny comment that I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna put some audio in about in a moment. Uh, just what do you think of Kenny in 2016? Yeah, I think kind of like what Justin said and what you were just saying. Like, it, it definitely seemed like um, I think he was probably happier then because he was winning and, and it seemed like it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like coming off of that weekend too, I'm sure that was, uh, that was still in fresh in his mind and he was pretty stoked about that. Uh, just kind of bouncing back after the week before, I think they were in Southwick or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to kind of hear the difference of like, like what Justin was saying, the difference now how he talks uh, yeah, yeah compared to then but he's still definitely a lighthearted guy and has a good time but he definitely seemed um a whole different level of kind of happy and stoked like justin was saying yeah absolutely and brian they were about they were headed to washugal the following week and let me play this audio i'm just gonna leave it i mean we got four races to go and and it's not like my bike is terrible by any means no. you know i mean so i can ride with it pretty good and i'm just gonna go to washugal throw a couple of whiffs and then go race yeah, there we go. Throw a couple whips and go race, Brian. Uh, I mean, that, you know, honestly, dude, that's the kind of uh, responses I would like to hear from do? some of these guys more often. Yeah, some some comedy. Like, stop being so damn serious. Like, yeah. fuck. But that was, I mean, that was that was a uh, um, uh, GGR team back then, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, now he's... Factory, so I mean, it's, RCA, yeah, RCA, she's, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry guys, RCA. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's different now. I mean, it's a full-on business. I mean, he he is a businessman. I mean, he has to do what he's told. I mean, it's totally different. I mean, I've I've heard that from the racers and and from town, you know, of what these guys say and stuff. And it's like when they're on a, like a satellite team, like a factory, but you know, it's it's not. There's no like Mr. Suzuki's, you know, watching over top yeah, of them or whatever. Sure. It's, it's totally easier, and I mean, shit. He needs to go back with what works. I mean, the fees. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it wasn't a bad deal. Get on a team like that, but he's got to figure out what to do to, to start winning again. Right, but you know? uh, Brian, what he did sort of get a little more serious with a topic that we still deal with today. We still hear Steve rant about, and multiple other people rant about was the schedule. Right, the 2017 schedule uh, mm-hmm. had been released, and mm-hmm. Kenny wasn't thrilled about it. It's like we're going left, we're going right. Uh, back you and know, forth, back and forth. Yeah. yeah, that's bullshit. So East it's, Coast, West Coast. Yep, it, it's something that we still deal with today. But even back then, yeah. you know, like the guys were kind of complaining. Yeah, we're always going to deal with that. I mean, unless you know somehow they can get the schedule. I mean, it's not a perfect world, especially nowadays. But you know, they, they get all the stadiums and all the outdoor facilities and everything. You know, one right after another. I mean, it'll never happen. Right. It'll never freaking happen. Uh, and Justin, but, yeah, they need they need to work on that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just, yeah, you like yeah. you say it's it's a business, and they're they're doing what works for them. But um, Justin, something yeah. else he said, you know, he was kind of comparing it to the GPS and how it never got old. 
Uh, you know, they had weeks off. Again, something we hear about all the time, the schedule, the schedule, schedule. But, um, you know, him comparing it to the GPs was kind of interesting that it, it never got old and it was always fun. Yeah, I think that's – a lot of people forget that too when they talk about the nations because, like, this show talks about the nations as well a little bit. Yep, yep. These, a lot of people forget we race all these races with Supercross and Motocross with really no break, and then they want us to go race these nations, and it's like they get mad we don't perform. But, you know, GP guys, they have all these weeks off. All they do is moto, so they don't have to go in between settings. So I think Kenny made a good point where it's like they want guys to have long careers, but – you know, these guys just get wore out, and these plane rides, like Connor and I, Connor travels way more than I do, same with Fooley, but, like, riding a plane, like, it sounds fun, it sounds cool, but it it's a lot, it drains you. It Riding a plane drains you really bad. Sure, yeah, it does. Um, Connor, and speaking of that, so uh, Kenny says, I mean, his quote was, there's too much racing, uh, and, and Chris kind of, Kiefer made a comment that I found to be, I think he was full of shit, to be honest. But he said, if I, basically, if I had to deal with that pro schedule, I'd say screw dirt bikes. I don't want to ride. I, I that's not the Chris Kiefer I know at all. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't see uh, Chris saying that now. Maybe no. a couple of years down the yeah. line, like the amount of times that he has ridden and I've ridden with him, like I never stopped riding. But right. Um, I think like the whole deal with the travel thing on on all of that stuff too. Like I think the GP guys get they get the time off, which is a big thing too. But I think for them, like they race for two days, they're at the track for three or four days or whatever, rather than like our guys fly in on Friday and leave Saturday night sometimes, and then they're back in Florida or I don't. There's hardly any guys that are down here in SoCal, but they're back in Florida, like just doing their deal, and and it's more of. I think it's almost the opposite. Like the other guys on the GP circuit get to go home for a couple of days and then go back to the race and hang out for the whole weekend and like stay. And I, I think it would be a whole lot different if our race days and race weekends were longer here, um, as opposed to like at the, how they are at the GPs yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're probably right. Um, but again, I, I think just the, inter- the overall interview with Kenny was really good. Um, foreshadows a little bit of what we got going on now but uh the next one justin david pingree you know uh we haven't heard ping on in a long time we know there's been some personal issues between steve and david but this was uh when they were still cool uh it was around the time pokemon go first came out so we heard a little bit about pokemon go and <laughs> that aiden was ape shit about it at the time so aiden was a little younger before he got all ate up with moto um, Justin, what'd you think, man, about having Ping on the phone? Cause I, I, you know, I, I thought he was good when he used to be on. We didn't really, we didn't really hear a lot on the show about them butting heads with the, the political stuff and all that. That kind of was always on Twitter. So, uh, what'd you think of Ping? I thought Ping and Steve had some really good chemistry and mm-hmm. Ping was actually pretty funny on, you know, he made some funny comments and I actually never really listened to a whole lot of episodes with Ping. Okay. But you know, going back to that and hearing him and, you know, listening to him talk and, you know, his points about uh, Tomac and uh, Mike Williamson, Ping's got some good knowledge and it's kind of weird, you know, they had a falling out, but I think Ping, um, if he ever came back, I think it'd be a really good show. It seems like Steve, Chris, and Ping all have a really good idea of what's going on in the sport, so they bring a lot of knowledge to the episodes when they're all three on. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, they lots of lots of hours testing and riding bikes uh, between Kiefer and Ping, and uh, which we heard a lot of the talk about that. You know, they were talking about the bikes. Uh, Connor, this is uh, right when the 125 Dream Race, the first one up at Washuga, was about to kick off. So we heard a little bit about that. Uh, but you had Ping in your notes. What's up with that? Yeah, I um, I have heard a lot of shows with Ping. And uh, listening to this one again, like, obviously, we've we've all heard this stuff going down. But, like, this one, um, I miss Ping. Ping was good on the show. Like, he, he used to bring a bunch of fire. Like, they would they would argue about stupid stuff. But um, Ping always had, like, good takes on stuff. And he's always funny and had, like, the one-liners that we appreciate out of, like, JT and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Ping always had always has those good one-liners or just the, like, stupid little jokes that make you laugh as you're just driving down the road listening to the show. Right, yeah. Yeah, a big part of the reason of why we listen. Um, fully, Randy Richardson called in for a few minutes, uh, which, you know, Randy's always good. But a lot of, uh, you know, again, we had air, this was in the middle of all the Air Fork stuff, so there was quite a bit of talk about yeah. that. Um, and, you know, that was entertaining to sort of go back to now that we're pretty much away from Air Forks. Yep, no more, right? Well, unless you're me and you still ride in 2015. I love my Air Force. Thankfully, I don't go. I guess I'm going to say thankfully, I don't go fast enough to really even notice. Yeah, or ride. Yeah. Well, no, I've rode the last two weekends, bro. I'm back. Oh, dang. Heck Holy yeah. crap. I mean, I had, I had a listener actually hit me up after, two weekends ago. This guy hit me up on Instagram. We're, we're off the pulp topic, but whatever. Uh, and he was like, dude. I saw you out there at Dark Side. You were ripping. I wanted to come say hi, but I didn't. And I was like, well, first of all, you didn't see me ripping. You must have saw somebody else because I was going slow as shit. I was in everybody's way. But You yeah. probably saw your hair. You probably saw your bun. Nah, man, that's all tucked in. That, that stays tucked in my fly jersey. Oh, you tucked? Hey, I think Bradshaw's, Bradshaw's bike should be available for you to ride. If yeah, you we should talk about that. That's a good episode <laughs> talk about that. We're not talking about the Yamaha. That's, that's old news. We're we're not even talking. Yeah, Bradshaw's hurt now, dude. Bradshaw got busted up. So, yeah, his bike's free. Who said he did? Who asked who he did? He did. He got hurt. Yeah, man. Like uh, last weekend or the weekend before, right? Battling with chicken at, at in practice. Yeah, he he ate shit. I think he broke both wrists. Oh. If I if I heard right. I think, so, dude, yeah. you haven't watched the video, boy. You gotta go watch the video. Yeah, so, I was too busy. I had about twenty five Western apps calling me today. I just I was super slammed. <laughs> well, check it out on uh, check it out on one of uh, Steve's competitors, Swap Moto Live. There, uh, Swap's got it up. He he videoed it. So yeah, him oh. and him and Chicken were going at it, and he 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 ate shit. So I'll have to call him, even though he won't answer. But that's fine. Uh, I I texted him. He answered me. Yeah. So he probably he ain't got nothing else to do right now. True. Um. True. All right, fully. So I want to get into this real quick. Yep. Uh one of the topics right. that Ping brought up was uh, something, again, Steve's been ranting about, right? All these riders having their, their set-up excuses. But why I'm bringing this uh-huh. up was Ping said that, you know, Weimer and Eli Arakawi, RV hadn't been off the bike very long. And they're basically, Eli and Weimer were told to leave the set-up set alone. Uh, they, they gave RV stats and why they should leave it alone. And that Weimer was only allowed to change his bars and levers. Steve wasn't buying it. Um, I texted Steve while I was listening to this and said, Hey, did you ever ask Weimer if this was true? And he couldn't remember, but, um, what do you think about something like that, man? Can you see that actually happening? They, they always bitch about setup. 
But uh, yeah, I know that. But do you thing. do you think oh. that Kawi William, Mike Williamson would actually tell them you can't change the setup? This is this is what you're stuck no. with. No, no, no. Okay. Hell no. No. Why not? No, they got to. They're. I mean, they they tell them what they want, and if they, I mean, I can't believe the head of the mechanics saying something like that, and the writers going, oh, "Okay, yeah, right, no right." Way. You could Get text st- Weimer and ask him right now. <laughs> well, sweet. But well, yeah, there's no way. Hey, so it, either Justin or Connor, I can't remember, one of you guys sent me a – I think it was Justin. Yeah, you think you, you sent me some notes about Mike Williamson being there at the time. Was that you, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, so give me your thoughts on that whole uh, segment, topic. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, we've heard rumors about him and Mike not getting along. Um, you know, Billy King brought up that – somebody brought up the interview or the video where Weimer talked about – in the movie To Be Continued, I watched that. It's actually a really good movie. Um, and he kind of, Weimer did kind of say the same thing. Like, you know, it was it was all about Villapoto. And I think my, Mike saw what Villapoto did, and him and Mike were really close. And, you know, he's like, this is – I can see it maybe outside looking in. Mike would be like, this works. We've, we've done it. It works. Go do it. And, you know, it's hard – when you get in that bubble, it's hard to get out of that bubble. Um, so I think that kind of probably made them butt heads a little bit. But – I don't know for sure. Yeah. That's just kind of speculation, but um, it seems like that kind of is what happened there. It's Mike had a vision, and Tomac had a different vision, and they can never get on the same path. Well, I, I still I, – whether it's true or not, it was cool. It caught my – you know, it made my ears perk up a little bit while I was listening. I was like, that's interesting, you know, and made me want to reach out to Steve and see if, if it was true. And just, you know, good stories, though, going back to 2016 with this classic wrap-up show – uh, two more. I'm gonna make two more quick points, and then I'm gonna do a sponsor read. Um, just in general, guys, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Ping invited Mathis to go mountain bike riding up in Portland with Al from Adidas, <laughs> and Steve's just like, yeah, he didn't really seem too into it. Uh, knowing what nope. we know now, that was pretty funny, and a yep. lot of uh, fun stuff with the forearm strong. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's that was good. And I, I don't, was it JT maybe that was on? Somebody was on that said like Truman got one and had more arm pup with it and it was throwing out lots of F-bombs. So I, I thought that was a couple moments in the show that I laughed at. Um, just again, knowing what we know now about Steve being all in a mountain bike riding and the forearm strong has kind of gone away. So that stuff made me mm-hmm. laugh. Um, I do want to thank again, Guts Racing. For the highest performance seat covers and foam on the market, visit GutsRacing.com. And, of course, Michelin Bicycle Tires. If you want the tires at Cam Zinc and Sam Hill run, visit Bike.Michelin.com for all the details. And thanks to Motorsport for being on board with the Pulpamex Wrap-Up Show. Uh, Connor, X-Brand tear-offs. A couple things that I just made note of was uh, early discussion of the niche. They, I don't even know if they called it the Alta at the time. Maybe Kiefer did. They just were called the niche a lot. But that became a hot topic throughout 2016 and then 17 and, you know, until it went away, really. Yeah, it's pretty funny um, just to hear all of that stuff, like how they were still talking about it. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think maybe at the very end, thing maybe asked about it being like the Alta or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny, like knowing what we know now about their, whatever, supposed million-dollar rent a month or whatever it was up there up north, and they were saying they were doing the launch party down in Southern California, and I think Ping was joking about it being in, like, Beverly Hills or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kiefer was laughing about it. I thought that was pretty funny because that's 
probably something that actually happened too. I don't know where it actually happened, but it might have. Yeah, I should have texted Chris about that, uh, but. Still, again, the whole reason we do this classic wrap-up show, right, is one for our entertainment, but going back and seeing these little things that have come and gone uh, fully. You know, JT had his story about his rear, rear wheel weight that, again, Steve wasn't having it. Uh, I thought that was just good banter between the two guys that we know are like brothers, basically, and they always have uh, something that they're going to argue yeah. about. But that was that was good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that's no, all you JT's got? JT's always funny when he's on <laughs> No, I just I just laughing at it just because no, I just wrote down some funny comments that okay. you know JT says, and then they just you know just a lot of shit started from that episode, like some little um, their little memes and stuff came from that episode, and I'm just laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. I remember JT's, but the forum strong that like come and gone, I guess, right? That was as far as I know quite a bit. I, I never hear gone. about it anymore, and I certainly have haven't seen one, so I, I have to assume it's yeah. it's gone. Yeah, I guess so. But no, I just, I was just laughing because that's when, when JT's describing something, he just says really, really, like he says really twice. Yeah, yeah. Really, 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 and, and I don't know. I just, I just, I wrote shit like that down, which okay makes me laugh. That's just, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. I, I that's one thing I like about doing this and having guests like yeah. you guys on is like when you send me notes. Well, fully, you didn't send me any notes, but uh, you know, Justin, Started, Justin and Connor sent me notes, and it's kind of always interesting to get those top five or top moments from the other listeners and go, Oh, you know what? That like that particular thing that say Connor caught didn't necessarily grab me as interesting, you know, but then I hear somebody else. So it's, it's really cool to hear that certain parts of the show, maybe that weren't as a big a deal to me or a big deal to somebody else. So that's really, to me, that's really a cool thing about doing this. Um, Justin also with the X brand tear offs, uh, Steve made a mention of the pulp chat room from pulpmxshow.com which really is kind of another thing that, as far as I know, has completely gone away because now we have the YouTube and Facebook live feeds with, you know, live chat. And I, I kind of think the chat room probably is completely gone away. I haven't checked, but just kind of old uh, old technology. Yeah, I think I think they still do it, if I remember correctly. Cause I, if I think I've heard Talon or somebody say in the chat room, a guy's asking this, but I don't think it's on Steve's main screen anymore like he doesn't pay attention to it anymore he's so busy with other stuff you know yeah he's like Connor said, he's got new equipment he's got the cameras now so um but the chat room was kind of cool because a lot of people like were chiming in on there and he would always pick and choose and kind of use it for um topics to discuss yeah that's true um, but I, I forgot i forgot what it was that he brought up on what? on the now that yeah. you now that you say that, yeah, I think back like the 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 guest like if it was Kiefer in studio this week or the week before Eddie Ray I guess was in studio. We're going to talk about Eddie Ray just briefly in a second. They would have access to that chat room, so they would be in the chat room responding while the show was going on. Now that you say that, I remember. Um, but again, new technology. Now we're watching them do the show live, and there's you know I don't yep. know I don't remember how many views they have at per show, but it's quite a few there's a lot of people in there communicating back and forth and you know it's kind of neat because you i don't know about you guys but i've become facebook quote unquote friends with some of these guys uh and you know as you're listening and you're communicating you kind of start to talk about other stuff or you you know you, you become friends through your love of the pulp show so it's really cool um connor yeah. ne- next guest of the night dean wilson red bull ktm's dean wilson who like i said earlier says his jaw dropped watching kenny and uh Dino's again always a great guest. 
few years ago. Still the same Dean Wilson we love now. Um, thoughts on Dino? It's one of the things that always catches me off guard with Dino is still his accent, and and like even on this this episode especially like how good Kenny's English is. Oh yeah, compared to like <laughs> Dino's Scottish yeah. accent, just never Mo-o. has changed. Mo'o, I love when he says Mo'o. Mo-o. Though. He yeah, it's always been the same. But yeah, yeah Dino. Mo-o. I mean, Dino's an awesome dude. He's always funny. He's always lighthearted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny to hear him say that about Kenny, like blowing his doors off when when Dino's in whatever they said he got like 11-11 or whatever that weekend and yeah joking yeah, just insane joking about himself getting passed by three guys in one turn being lighthearted um again you know I say this every week I guess there's certain guys like like a Dino like an Adam seeing Cirillo um that you know when they yeah. get on the pulp show and they have a bit of a relationship with Steve Dude, they're just normal guys. They can joke. They can have fun. It's not, uh, you know, my bike was good. My suspension was good. Track was good. Team's good. Uh, you know, and that's what we want, man. We want to know. We want to know what's going on within the team and the and the races. But we also want to know. We want to get to know these guys. And Personally, Steve yeah. is very, very good at doing that. And these guys are comfortable with him, as I always say. Yeah. Was this the time when? the beginning of uh steve and jason anderson's beef or was it yes. the middle of it remember that yeah because dino made a uh, comment or, or yeah dean made a comment about it that he thought whatever steve had said on jason's instagram was not good not cool so yeah it had to be yeah. right around the time it was kicking off i guess and now they're talking right i don't think so not no. jason no barsha and him made I up he's just he's unblocked is the only thing I uh, think. Talking and he got a jersey, but the jersey's from Skosh. Yeah. I should have asked Jason Sunday. He was at our local track where I was riding, doing a clinic. Um, oh, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, so Richard uh, Cutback bought one of our local tracks, and I guess a lot of you, a lot of the – he's built tracks for Jason and Brock and stuff. But Jason was out doing a clinic, and I should have asked him. And I kind of thought about it, but – if they really don't like each other, I don't want Jason being like, Oh, you're associated with Steve. I'm not going to talk to you either. So, yeah, don't do that. so I let it go. You know what the funniest, go ahead. You know what the funniest part is with, of the whole show was there was this coot that was on hold for the entire show. Never heard. What are you talking about? Was, <laughs> his name was, I crashed Damon Bradshaw's bike and no, got dude. a free t-shirt. Okay. So yeah. I was on hold for about an hour and a half. It wasn't oh the whole God. show, but I was, I was wow. trying to remember when this happened. I had to look. I was up at Eldora with my dad at a uh, – the NASCAR trucks were racing at Eldora on dirt. And we were up there, and we were just hanging out in the hotel room. So I went outside, and I couldn't listen. To, like That's I funny. Did, I just went outside and listened on my phone. So, yeah, I did – I was on hold. And I got a T-shirt, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you so, got a T-shirt. Yeah, that was yep. – that was yeah, like I was still yeah. working my way into the Pulp Empire so I could take over. So that was early That's right. Early days of that. Um, and at this point, Dino still needs a ride. Poor guy, man. Yeah. It's always needing to ride. Uh, Justin, all right. Race tech emails. Not the race tech rant, but the race tech emails. We got e- yep. got an Eddie Ray uh, mention. I've asked Steve recently, like, what's going on to Eddie Ray? He hasn't been on in a while. He's been busy, I guess. I don't know exactly what the deal is. Um, I miss Eddie Ray, as well as Thomas Victor from InFab, two guys that used to come on yeah. pretty regularly, not around anymore. Yeah, I've uh I don't know Eddie Ray well. I met him one time with uh Connor at Loretta's, but it seems like he's been in the industry for a long time, knows a lot of people. Um I know he's really busy with his track. Um 
in Carolina. But he was I've I've listened to him a few times on the show and it seemed like he was always good on the show. Always brought, you know, some uh some good information and but I know he's got a kid now or maybe two kids and um seems like he's just, you know, living the life of a moto promoter, moto mm-hmm. builder, moto just all moto and when you're in that life it's fifteen hour days plus kids, so that dude probably gets five hours of sleep, I bet. So I <laughs> yeah. bet I bet if Steve calls him and, and asks him to be back on the show, he'd definitely try to figure out how to make it make it happen because I feel like he was always good when he was in studio. Yeah, I agree. We need to uh kind of give all email Steve uh and try to get him to uh get Eddie Ray back on. Speaking of email and this pulp empire uh, when I did the sponsors a minute ago, guys, don't forget to go to pulpmexshow.com. Click on the sponsor tabs and try to use the links. Use the discount codes for all the sponsors, including Fly Racing, X Brand Goggles, and all the others that we know of. You know, use those guys. They they support the show. They give all us listeners deals all the time and, and hookups, including Guts Racing, Michelin, you know, Randy Richardson, Michelin bicycle tires, all that stuff. Those things are super important to the pulp world. That's how Steve is able to keep doing these shows. So go support those guys. Um, all right, I want to move on to InFab question of the day. Another topic and another sponsor that has come and gone. Uh, I think Thomas sold InFab, so that's probably why they're not part yeah. of pulp anymore. That's, but that's what happened. Yeah, yeah but this was, was say is, yeah, he sold it. This is going to be uh, one of my probably favorite segments of the show. This is probably why I went back to this. I know this is now that I look at it. This is why I went back to this episode. The infab question of the day was credited to Skippy, another WPS rep, one of my buddies from here in Texas. Uh, and Skippy wanted to know how Chris Kiefer lost his virginity. So let's listen to a quick audio clip of that. I lost my virginity when I was 14, and it was my sister's friend. 14? Yeah. That Check seems Yeah. Early. Sister's friend, I was in the shower during the daytime, she walked in on accident. We didn't have locks in our in our house. She walked in. Oh yeah, on accident. And she's like, "Oh, sorry." And I'm like, "Oh." Okay, wait a minute. Was this in the hustler forum? Kiefer that you read about? No, listen like to me. And, and she's like, "Hey, do you want a bone tonight?" She said that. You straight up. She was kind of loose. My 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 sister's friend is loose. <laughs> I laid a blanket down, a pillow, and I built a fire. And literally, I'm telling you right now. Okay, Skippy, wait. Uh, fireplace or like a real fireplace? Fire? Yep, yeah, yeah, fireplace. Okay, right. So I built it all up. And uh, I swear to God, she got naked. I got naked. And it lasted, no lie, maybe a minute. I was so – all I thought about when what I was happens? inside of her was I just wanted to call my homies. So I was so distraught that she didn't want to do it with me anymore because I was like, oh, I'm in love. I had sex, right? And I used to go inside my room. And I used to listen to – I used to listen to Metallica. Nothing else matters in my bedroom because I was so fucked up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with Connor. I'm going to let everybody get in on this topic or this this segment because this was good. Uh, nothing else matters. All this stuff, right? We we hear about this for years. The, I mean, the nothing else matters thing still gets dropped. Um, Connor, man, just thank God Skippy asked this question, uh, which led to I think a week, maybe two weeks later, on 264, I believe. They had other people send in their virginity questions, so you guys can go check that out if you want. But Connor, uh, just man, go ahead. Yeah, this is any of Chris's stories that he tells on the show are good when, like, you know, it's going to be good when he can't even get through telling the story <laughs> yeah. without laughing. So, but just the whole thing, like, I think every dude. I mean, most, I don't. Are you married, Dark Side? Uh, well, I've been married twice, and I'm engaged for the third time. So, sure. 
Yeah, and then the, these two other guys are married. Like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but like, that's kind of what you hope for in any situation that <laughs> you have some hot chick just walk into the shower while you're yeah, standing the, there. Yeah, the hustler forum. But, yeah, Steve hit it on the head. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think the whole just the whole thing like sounds so so fake and so far fetched, but you know it's real because it's Chris. Uh, it's just it's amazing. I mean the. The, the dash for cash thing, like he was talking about, kind of hits yeah. a little too close to home for me, but whatever. The we'll, 60 seconds we'll under 60 that, Yeah. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, let right. that slide. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, almost like that was like two X brand tear offs. That's what it lasted. So, yeah. Uh, 60 seconds. That's yeah. a long time. <laughs> Fully. God. Well, I'll let you go next, Brian. Uh, Christina, was a li- Christina was a little loose. 17 year old Christina. Yeah. 14 year old Kiefer. A seven-year-old looks at a fourteen-year-old donger and goes, "Hey, do you want a bone? Come on! You don't. You're not buying it. Come, Come on, Dick Kiefer. No, Dick Kiefer came up with a story. I don't. I don't Connor believe Connor's boyfriend came up with a story. No, that's a story. Come on, dude. Seventeen-year-old, fourteen-year-old, man, hey, big boy. Fourteen. If I had another dude. phone line, I would try to get Kiefer on right now. But we're we're maxed I got out. One right now. <laughs> Well, let's right let's uh, let's get through the show, and then maybe we'll try to get Kiefer on. And we if we can, we'll get we'll add it on at the end. Um, Justin, you try it. I'll text, uh, I'll text him when you guys are talking. Okay, Justin, <laughs> give me your thoughts on uh, one of the greatest stories ever told on Pulp MX. I don't know what it is, but like Kiefer's laugh is just like he just puts so much excitement into his story. Like he's dude, that guy is like on a whole nother level of just happy go lucky and like. Connor said, when he tells a story and he starts laughing like that and just gets really involved, like, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. So I kind of agree with Connor. Like, I feel like you can't make that up because it's so, the dude couldn't even finish it. Like, he was just like, yeah. it felt like he was remembering it, come back to him as he's telling and he's just thinking to himself, what the hell was I thinking? Like, holy shit. Like, he probably, <laughs> if he's looking back, he probably would have just boned it right there in the shower if he could have. Yeah, he's probably, like thinking to himself, "Holy shit, this is really gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, I don't believe. I'm in his bedroom, dude, just looking in the mirror, like, "Holy shit, like I'm about to get laid tonight." Yeah, jeez, yeah, that had to be the longest like few hours waiting for mom to go to bed. <laughs> like it probably seemed like she was yeah. never gonna go to bed. But Brian, man, I love you, brother. But uh, yeah, you're wrong, dude. There's no way Kiefer would lie about that. I just no way. Well, he's texting me back right. Connor's boyfriend's texting me back right now. Okay. Oh boy. Um, so. all I right. want to get his sister on, dude. I wish I wish Steve would cold call his sister. Good like, idea. See what, your and see what the and see what the sister's friend said after it happened. Like, like did she tell her or like did like she like, dude, your brother? Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, we need a follow up story. We to bone. Well, he's, like maybe Keeper instigated it, and he's spinning and saying she instigated it. He but said, maybe he's got. Yeah, he said he hooked up with a few of her friends, so that is a great idea. We are we got to get Kiefer's sister on. We'll we'll make that's what you need to do instead of doing the wife and the yep. wife and husband. You need to do it with the Kiefer's and get the brother and sister together. Good idea, dude. That hey. we'll we'll do that. What's up, Bully? Let's uh let's call Kiefer right now. Okay, I'm gonna pause this and we'll try to get Kiefer on. Sorry, cold calling let's... people. All right, we got a surprise guest from the cold call. Mr. Chris Kiefer on the line with all of us. Kiefer, we are uh, we're doing a classic wrap up of 262, which was your losing virginity story. We just got done talking about it, playing a little audio, um, and fully doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe your story. Nope. BS. 
Well, what part, of, what part of it don't you believe? A 17-year-old saw a 14-year-old's donger and said, hey, let's bone. Yeah, so how it went down is I was taking a shower, and uh, she freaking walked in, and she's like, wow. And I was like, wow, what? She, I guess she wanted this little taste, so she lined it, she lined it up for me uh, later on that night. Dude, and I got romantic. I built a fire. Oh, yeah. I laid a blanket down. Hey. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. And I, then I did the deal. Kiefer, I pulled all that audio, so we've actually already played that. So I, I cut all that. So we know the story, but just fully said, you know, if you remember, Mathis said it sounded like a Hustler Forum story, and I think fully kind of believes that. But I don't believe for a second you would lie about a sex story. No. I mean, honestly, that's how weird it was for me, and I didn't think it was that big a deal because I was a virgin, so I didn't know any better, right? So, right. Uh, <laughs> she, was, she was a little loose anyway. I come to find out later that she's been with a few guys. Yeah, Christina. And then, now that I know, what, else matters. Now that I know what vagina feels like, like I can I can go back in my mind and, and remember what hers felt like, and it was really loose. Yeah, you you mentioned that on the show too. What's which is funny, uh, Kiefer? This particular episode was July nineteenth of sixteen, so same time of year as we're in now. New bikes were coming out, new gear was coming out. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff happened in this episode besides the virginity story. It was our early mentions of Steve getting a Ridge line, early mentions of the niche, um, numerous other things that were like, became kind of lore folklore of the show. Really, really good episode, but we're all loving the fact that Skippy called in and got this thing going. And if you remember two weeks later, did a little contest where you had a bunch of virginity stories, uh, when you came back in studio. Oh, I don't, oh, we did? I don't remember that. Yeah, there. Were, I I don't remember. I haven't listened to the episode, so I don't remember what the – if there was a prize, but it was definitely – it's in the show notes uh, that, yeah, there was a bunch of virginity stories. Early Kiefer After Dark and virginity stories came in. You know, what's funny is, like, I had a conversation with someone the other day about no matter if you get to know someone or you have a buddy that you may not know really well, you can talk about how you lost your virginity and – 90% of the time, it's a great story. Right? Yeah, true. Chris, you should do a coffee with the keepers and just talk to all your buddies about losing their virginity. Let's talk to Heather oh, about that. Man. Let's have, let's see, How'd Heather lose hers? I told. I thought I told this story. You, you probably did. I uh, Well, basically, Heather only been with one guy. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and then basically, when I first time I had sex with Heather, it was literally I was maybe inside for like five seconds and she... She got off and said, are we done? And I'm like, I look at her like, are you, I thought she was joking. And she's like, no, are you finished? And I go, I just, we just started. She's like, well, that's the longest I've ever did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five seconds of your life, honey. Uh. So, so basically, Heather was a virgin when I met her because obviously Homeboy wasn't doing a good job. Sure. Well, we, we have a really. Yeah, 14-year-old PPMs. <laughs> we have a really good idea, Kiefer. Um that we would like to get you and your sister on to talk about all her friends that you uh, hooked up with. Yeah, well, if me and my sister talk, I can line that up, but we don't talk. Ah. Uh, oh, well, probably because you bone too many of her friends, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> that was one benefit of having a sister is like sure. she had a lot of people over. And uh, I did have a bone in like three or four of them. So, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Dang, well, some Kiefer, how's, how's the trip going, man? How you guys doing? Right now we're uh, we're 
staring down a dark cloud. Looks like it's gonna freaking the world's gonna end right now. Uh oh, tornado. That's tornado. And we're in Tennessee, Kansas, so that means uh, Dorothy and the tornadoes are creeping around here, right? <laughs> Well, hey, man, I, I won't keep you too long. We appreciate you coming on. And this this episode, man, if you get time to go back and listen to it, a lot of cool stuff. Also, one of the I think it was a voicemail where somebody asked what was something you would change about Steve or improve about Steve if you could. And you said, I'd love to get him riding dirt bikes again. So, again, another prelude yep. to something that comes that's a big deal now. So really cool episode, man, if you get a chance to go back and check it out. I know I heard that you guys are listening on Monday or if we heard Monday and I was like I wouldn't mind hearing it just to see what it was about and because I think now I've been on there so long I wonder if my style's changed or if I, I feel like I'm the same guy I don't know I would no. want to go back and listen to that no, you told some story good. about not wanting to ride anymore and that doesn't <laughs> sound like you at all yeah I said that yeah well it no. it, it came it from it, it started with Kenny Roxon talking about the schedule for 2017 had just been released and he's like i don't like the schedule it's going right it's going left east west it's all over the place and you said if i had to deal with the pro motocross schedule i'd probably say screw it i don't want to ride dirt bikes anymore oh yeah it's gnarly hey people don't realize i love riding dirt bikes racing dirt bikes but these guys are grinding every week yeah and we always see just the cool shit on saturday night or saturdays you know and so yeah. And the travel, the grinding, the testing, the stress, like all of that comes into play. And that's a lot of work and, and it takes a lot on your body. And it's, it's no joke, man. Absolutely. Well, if you get a chance to listen to it on your with all your miles, man, go back and check it out. It's it's a fun episode. And you you were still at Dirt Rider back then. So, yeah, lots changed, man. It was good stuff. But um, appreciate you coming on for a yeah. few minutes, Kiefer. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh, hey, don't let anybody give you shit, Dark Side. The show's not bad. <laughs> you should listen to it. Jesus, for one time. he did listen to one, but he listened to one that I was not happy with, and then <laughs> Steve told him to listen to it. I was like, "Crap!" Like, yeah, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes. But hey, hey, I, I, I told I, I told Dark that I was going to listen to it on the way up to Washougal, and I go, "Hey, man, is this thing loaded yet?" He's like, "No, not yet." And then he was stressed out the whole time because he knew I was listening to it. Yeah, well, that was the one where that was the show that JT was on, right? And he had to leave early because he had something going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it just I didn't I I it threw me off my game. Well, my you know my game's usually you know a, an A game. I'm usually like pro class, but that that threw me off, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like a C yeah. game since you crashed Bradshaw's bike, but you know. <sighs> man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kiefer, we're gonna let you go, man. Thank you so much for having some time for us. Um, hey, are you are you staying for the national at Loretta's? Or are you heading back? No. Uh, we're losing Kiefer, so let's let's let, let's end the call right there. Okay, okay. I fucking love Ridgelines. Well, man, that was pretty cool. Uh, Kiefer coming on for us. So we had a really full wrap-up show. This may be the best one ever. Um, all right, I want to jump ahead. A couple more notes here. I have, um, and I'm gonna throw a piece of audio in. As I said with Kiefer, this was an early mention of Steve getting a Ridgeline. He asked Kiefer. You know, hey, I maybe or said I maybe get in a ridge line. They asked if, if Kiefer had seen it. Both of them at this point had only seen it in pictures, and we got the 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 adjectives kind of carish. Kiefer said it's kind of femme, little femme, yep. which Steve uh, didn't like. Let's play what I've got here though with Steve's reaction to that ridge line. How how stoked? Are you? Eleven. Really? Yeah, happier than when I even married Pookie. All right, so <laughs> let's start with Connor. Um, 
Mathis, who is known as a five, was an 11 for the ridgeline and happier than when he got married to Pookie that he may be getting a ridgeline. Connor. That's, um, that's a bold, bold statement, especially, I mean, he makes, he makes plenty of those like at the house when Pookie's there and stuff, but that's definitely a bold statement that I would, that I probably would refrain from making if my wife was around, um, especially about a truck, but it is, um, it is comical. And I mean, we've heard about a car, car truck thing, whatever we've heard, um, we've heard how much, how much he loves it now and won't stop talking about it. And like now four years later or whatever, how we haven't stopped hearing about it. And I think (laughs) Chris ended up getting one too, right? Yeah. Chris has one. Adam Intonap has one. Uh, uh, somebody else, uh, uh, not Freeze, for, uh, Brayton, 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 like, yeah, Freeze, like everyone yeah, yeah. everybody's got a ridge line, but that was cool. Early mentions. Okay. We are, we're running pretty long compared to normal. So I want to get through some of the more, these other hot topics. And the next one, uh, Justin was Tony Lessie is back on first time since laser gate and 50% less crazy since Mike's been, uh, over at club. What'd you think of Tony? Cause Tony was a, Tony's a good dude. Yeah, I like Tony. Um, it's it's funny how, you know, over the year, I wonder what he'd be like if he was on the Pulp Show in 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. or even if he would have done the Pulp Show in 2000, you know, 2006, seven or 8, because, you know, we always saw the crazy Tony on the TV, but I feel like that guy has more knowledge than, I mean, most of us when it comes to this, this sport. Um so when he's on, I always try to listen because you know he's going to bring some cool information. Um, I liked how he talked about the signing bonuses. We've heard it over the years how MCRs always had a good contract and how it pays if you do good. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that side of it because, you know, with us being in sales, we're paid on our performance as well. So it's cool to see that some of the riders uh, that are on their team, they have their performance base. So. I think that makes it exciting for racing because if you can get an extra five grand, if you get two more spots, you're going to do everything you can to get those extra two spots. So right. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like how they how they how they do that and how to, how Tony was open about it and talked about it and um, brought that to light. Yeah, and fully some things that I took from it that I thought were really cool was, you know, he was able like saying I'm fifty percent less crazy. He was he was owning some of his issues. Right. He was saying that, hey, I've started listening to your show. You get a lot of things right. Um, I, you know, I deserve the drops. Like, I've earned them, basically, uh, you know. And even even one of his comments about changing from Suzuki to Honda because of uh, feedback from, I think he said, Freezy. Like, right. the guy really obviously does can have his crap together. I mean, he can go a little crazy with his kids. But I really liked his down-to-earth and his – kind of accepting who he was yeah the, when they were all saying what are you going to do like in jeff retire and he's like uh i like being a manager so he wants to continue being the manager and it's he's a retire you know yeah I mean, good for him it's badass you think he'd want to quit or retire as well with him but nope so yeah that's what he wrote that's what he said on that that's pretty funny yeah and uh connor you you had some notes on uh tony that were a little a little different part of the Tony Alessi interview, but what'd you think? Yeah, it's, I think, and I, I think he's been on a few times now lately, um, or since then, but it's, uh, it's kind of cool. Like we're all saying just hearing like the, the amount of insight that he has, uh, and like Justin was saying, like how much he 
cared about the kids' careers to make make all of the sacrifices and effort that he's done. And um, I went, I was at Mumford's place or whatever the Mumpy Land or whatever Steve calls it um, <laughs> in the winter, which is there, which is the Alessi's old place up in Victorville, and like just seeing that place in person is is unreal. The amount of tracks that are out there and stuff that's dug into the sides of the high des and, and hidden over here. And it's, it's a really impressive place when talking to the, the Mumfords, like they didn't do a ton of stuff out there. Like a lot of it had already been there. Yeah. Uh, they've obviously reworked it and stuff, but it's, uh, it's pretty impressive to see that and just hear some of the stories from them and from Chris, uh, about the time that, that Tony has spent out there. Like they were saying, like from, hours before the sun was up he's out there prepping the track and watering it just so they can ride for a couple hours before they leave to go somewhere or whatever like it's just pretty cool to see that effort that he put in with the kids and see where they're at now uh and that he's putting that same effort into the team and and how successful the team's doing now is is pretty cool to see yeah totally totally agree um i i thought it was cool that Kiefer was able to get tony uh, got you know got the schedule got to him to come on the show and that he was willing and you know I think he's been on a, a couple times since then with and Genova's been on and um, really really passionate about the sport and you can hear that when he's on the on the Pulpmex show. Uh, okay, a few more things was here. A, oh, go ahead. Was that a year after Lasergate or when was Lasergate? No, it was. Yeah. Well, was it one year? No, I think I, I think it was a year or two before I mean, that. It was, yeah, coming right up to Washougal, so it was either okay. within a year or two. I was thinking two. it was two. Yeah, I was thinking it was two, yeah. but regard either way, man. I mean, just yeah, that he he was willing to, you know, mend the fence, I guess, the bridge or whatever, and come oh, back yeah. and do that and put himself out there and and accept great. some of the craziness it was pretty cool. Um, tweet at Travis segment. A couple things I noticed, I marked on here, and I'm sure everybody else did. The, the shopping cart situation. Uh, Kiefer <laughs> Instagramming back then, if you guys remember, he was pretty pissed off. And every time I go to a Walmart or anything, I think of this. I've always been a guy to put my shopping cart up. Um, let's go with you fully. Kiefer was hot, man. He didn't like this. This is when it started, I guess. This lady didn't put her shopping cart back in. He, yeah. he called her out. He, yeah. Then he followed her. Called her out. He was filming her. And then she didn't do it. And then she started filming him. <laughs> or following him back to his house and then yeah. she she drops the phone on the highway and he he's like, her. The bitch. break jacked her yeah that was good that was good but yeah he's talking about oh the cart's up in high does blow away i don't think i've ever seen a cart blow into a car but whatever i mean and still people need to put the damn carts up not be so lazy yeah i, I honestly we used no. to live <laughs> my dad was stationed at fort Irwin, north of barstow and there were some some windstorms that came through that were pretty mm-hmm. gnarly. So I can see that, but yeah, w- it, yeah, wind or no wind, man, yeah, put your just put your card up. It's not that hard, dude. Don't be so yeah. lazy. People are just being lazy. Yeah, and then that's when Travis said, "Well, they're walking around in the store for a while. I yeah. think they would want to keep walking around." I'm like, "Oh, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way." Right. Yeah. And, and Justin, yeah. though, Steve, Steve said, uh, you know, he doesn't know that it's worthy of shaming. What do you think, man? Do you think it was worthy of shaming? This is no bullshit. Like, I swear to God, like, this is going to sound bad. Literally, the other day I was at Walmart, and uh, it was sprinkling, and I just got done putting my groceries, and I pushed the cart next to the pole, and I thought of Chris. I was like, God damn it, dude. (laughs) I grabbed my cart and walked it down and put it away. Like, I'm not – that's no bullshit. I swear to God, like, I literally think of Chris 
Yeah. It sounds weird, but I literally think, I'm like, dude, like, what would Chris Creeper do? And I'm like, I got to go put this thing away. So uh. it was it was Franklin and, Con- and Connor knows I can be lazy. And literally I grabbed that cart and pushed it back and put it in his lazy? thing. So, uh, you? Lazy? Uh, Never. That, yeah, that, you put that in your strap. I saw that. It was a quarter of a quarter of a mile. <laughs> that that confirms, um, confirms some of your man love for Chris Kiefer, though. But it's just like, like it's crazy. Like it, it does happen all the time. And Steve, Steve, I guarantee he does the same thing. He probably wants to put his cart on the little pad, on the little you know chips on the curb. <laughs> right. But he's like, I got to put this thing away. I got, <laughs> I got to walk in. I got to put it away. So after I heard that story, even you know when it did first come out, I. I've always put my cards back because it's, it's, the it's right, one of those things where it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. It just put light right, at the end of the right, just, just like helping people like, put your ETFs down. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Connor. Oh, good call, Connor. Yeah, nice Connor. call. Yeah. It's the right <laughs> thing to do. That's what we can learn from Chris Kiefer, not always Steve. It's yeah. not always about the right thing. It's about just I don't like people that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But back to your point, yeah, I think, I think Steve, he says that, but deep down he knows. If there's a cart there, and I bet you Steve's probably done it before. If he sees one or two carts while he's walking, he probably grabs and puts them away. Yeah, well, I hope so. Better. Um, all right, here's one more big topic that has become a big deal in 2019, 2020. Um, as I mentioned, while Kiefer was on, it was a tweet at Travis. Uh, what is something that you would improve about Steve? This was to Chris Kiefer. Chris Kiefer replies, uh, you know, I, I basically I, I'd like him to start riding dirt bikes. And Steve's quote, kind of under his breath, was no one wants to ride dirt bikes. Uh, Connor, Steve is back riding dirt bikes finally. It took Chris a long time to wear him down. He is back, and he loves riding his dirt bike. Yeah, it's funny, like we were talking about earlier with uh, Ping talking about the mountain bike thing, too. Like, yeah. just this episode... Now you can't get Steve to shut up about mountain bikes and he rides all the time. And, Blue crew. And he's been losing a bunch of weight. And like, This all sounds familiar, Justin, doesn't it? Nope. <laughs> what? Sure does it. I'm, try, I'm trying to get Justin to ride and, and do some stuff. So maybe, he'll, maybe we'll do a wrap-up show two years from now. And we'll say this stuff about Justin too, but there you go. It's it's it is kind of running downhill because Checkers from Race Tech, same thing, man. He just got back on a bike recently and has fallen back in love with it. Uh, he's working on losing weight, you know, and getting in shape, and he's out there, you know, just loving being at the track. So yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah. re- recurring topic. Uh, fully, you're kind of getting back on a bike a little bit here and there, doing a little uh, off roading. It looked like recently. Yeah, Kiefer did the same thing to me, to be honest with you. It was, he was doing all these bike tasks, and he had all these, you know, oh, the, the big guy, the big guy. I'm like, <laughs> how big is that guy? He's like 200 pounds. I'm like, okay, well, when you need, when you need a full size goat, let me know. And he finally, he one time said, um, if you start riding, if you ride all the time, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. And Get you I mean, I talked about it, and I know. I've talked about it, and I mean, I, I don't know about Connor, but. Like Justin and I are the exact same person, where it's like we work in the moto industry all day long. We're not pros like Connor and Chris when we look right, but we work all day long. I don't want to go home and go ride. I mean, it's the last thing I want to do. I mean, mm. I'm doing, I'm, I'm like talking about dirt bikes and shit all day long. And people did the exact same thing to me. He's like, you need to ride, you need to ride. And I think I got, I don't know, I think I got 24 hours in my KTM. And the last bike I had, I sold it with seven. So, yeah, I would definitely ride more. Um, you know, Justin likes to just build them. 
and then sell them immediately after. So <laughs> okay, well, know, Justin, you know. that's true. We got to get you back on a bike because I, I disagree with fully. I work out in the sun, doing physical labor all day, and I would love to come home and go ride my dirt bike. But instead, I have to do the Moto X Pod show and the Pulpamex wrap up show and listen to Pulpamex, and I don't have time, so I only get to ride on the weekends. Um, all right, so all I've got the voicemails were one of the last segments of the show. Two things stood out. I'm going to mention them, and then I'm going to ask each of you your thoughts. Uh, crazy lady who we haven't heard from, and maybe that might have been one of the last times, 2016. She hasn't been around. Uh, she called in with a crazy lady voicemail. And then uh, Heath Harrison, who Steve didn't recognize, didn't really know what he looked like, had told Steve that Justin Barsha said, go fuck yourself. So this was back before <laughs> Justin and uh, Steve had made up. We'll start with you, uh, Justin, just those two topics and anything else you want to mention about the show before we wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Crazy Lady was always a good one. Like it's crazy how she became a part of the show without being on the show. Like she was on the show, but nobody knew who she was. Nobody knew anything about her. They're all like, they would always make speculations about her, but nobody knew who she was. Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, cause her voicemails, man, it's, they would scare you sometimes. Like they were, they were out there. Um, and then as far as the Heath Harrison and Justin Barsha thing goes, it's I I don't know the whole backstory on it and everything, but it just seems like, you know, I'm glad Steve and him are, are tight now, but it seems like a lot of times there's man friends and whatnot that are involved. So, uh, yeah, he's, from what I've heard, he's a really good dude. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't cool. know the speculation. He, yeah, he, I don't know the he's speculation, But it, uh, that was definitely an interesting voicemail for sure. Yeah, well, and just what you just said, you don't always know what's going on, the backstory, whatever. Um, I meant to mention during the Tony Alessi thing to all you guys, uh, Tony had said, you know, and Steve and him were talking about, you know, sometimes you hear that I said this or whatever, but you don't really, did, and I asked, did you listen? And that's kind of a recurring yeah. thing. I meant to mention that earlier is like a lot of people hear, uh, you know, Steve says this, or Steve talks shit about this, but did you really listen? Did you really get the context? I mean, look, Steve does talk some shit sometimes, but uh, I, I, I wanted to mention that. But, uh, Connor, your thoughts on voicemails, Crazy Lady, Justin Barsha, anything else about this particular show? I miss Crazy Lady. Those were some of the best, like, I, uh, 99% of the time I hate the voicemail segment. It's like... It's Me too. The, pe the people that call in are sometimes just go on tangents about the stupidest stuff ever but the the crazy lady voicemails were awesome and this one just trying to like decipher and decode what she's saying <laughs> is is incredible i yeah. i hope she's okay uh, she's obviously probably in vegas if she's calling so maybe on my next trip through or when i go travel with Coxie, maybe i'll go try to find her or something and just see if she needs anything but uh, like, like pokemon go yeah. <laughs> I'll just have my phone out and just searching. There you go. I'm so glad that's over. Yeah. Well, Connor, <laughs> anything else about the show that stood out that we didn't touch on? Um, it is kind of funny, like like we were saying, just the sort of the mending of the fences, like now having uh, having Tony on and then the the pre having Barca back talk is funny and then now we're just we're just waiting on Anderson still. Uh, just waiting for him to come around. It's but, the only holdout. Um, Davalos is back. Yep. Yeah. We, we have Carmichael's back. Carmichael's oh, back. Carmichael's back. Him and Barca are like boys now. 
That's a big one there. Yeah, the Car- Carmichael one is uh, when that whenever if Steve gets him on, that's going to be huge. We we call we we call dibs on that wrap up show when Carmichael's on. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do it again. I did hear that, but it's locked. Yeah, in. I I think the I think the crazy lady either a found God, b sobered up, or c got glasses and figured out she was calling the wrong number all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> could be. Could be. You know? Any so any or all of those options? Yes. Any or all of them? Yeah. All, yeah. Exactly. Well, fully, yeah. anything else about this episode 262 that you want to touch on? Because we're about to wrap this thing up and call it a night. I think, was that the initial couple call-ins with you and also Chris Cooksey? Chris Cooksey called in. Yeah, I, that's right. Um, I had been calling yep. in probably a about bit. a year at that point. Maybe a little less. I don't know the first time I called it. The first time I called in, uh, I used my real name. I remember that. I didn't use Darkside. Um but I do not remember what episode that was because I listened to a bunch of uh, older episodes before I listened to a live episode, so I can't really remember when that was, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was funny. I don't, I don't even have no idea what Chris Cooks even said, but saying some blah 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 blah, and he goes, "This is Chris Cooksey." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember him calling in, you know, that much before that at all either. So right. Yeah, good. A lot of, lot of, lot of uh, old names and old voices we haven't heard of for a long time, and now we hear them all the time. Totally agree. Well, guys, I enjoyed doing this wrap-up show of episode 262 with all you guys. I want to thank once again Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Motorsport.com. Uh, you know, of course, you guys from WPS Fly Racing, Alpine Stars, the Cherubies, the three of you. Uh, you know, coming on and helping out, and Chris Kiefer coming in. That was awesome, man. So. Glad we can make cool. yeah. yeah, glad we can make that happen. Guys, other than that, it's a wrap up. That's it. We're out. We're out of here. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Make sure to go Peace. check out the new fly gear uh August first. Yeah, absolutely. I will I'll be dropping my pod uh on uh what is that, Saturday morning, I guess. Uh maybe Friday night, maybe, but probably Moto X Pod show. Check it out. Uh the, the fly twenty 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 one uh podcast. Hey, and don't forget about the contest with Guts Racing. Thanks to Andy Gregg. If you guys listening tonight or listen to this episode, email me, darkside at pulpmex.com. Tell me what your favorite part of this episode was, or I guess what you don't like about it. Just let me know. And we'll pick a winner for 40% off a Guts Racing seat cover. But I really appreciate Andy Gregg stepping up and helping out for you guys that do enjoy the Pulpmex wrap-up show. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show?